You are listening to KVMR-FM, Nevada City, KCPC Camino. Today is Thursday, May 13th, 2021. It's 6 p.m., and it's time for the KVMR Evening News. Because of the pandemic, a growing number of health systems, including California's Kaiser Permanente, are offering people with serious health conditions hospital-level treatment in the comfort of their homes. The California Report has the details. After a brief look at local news and regional weather, we'll listen to Hospitality House's Needs of the Week, followed by Bravehearts. This week, we hear the story of Sumner, a man who is unable to cope with society and lives in the woods instead. We close tonight with an essay by Molly Fisk. This is the California Report. I'm Saul Gonzalez in Los Angeles. At least one person who's campaigning for Governor Newsom's job is starting to offer specific policy proposals. Republican gubernatorial candidate Kevin Falconer says he wants to eliminate state income taxes for low- and middle-income Californians. With more, here's KQED politics reporter Guy Marzarotti. Faulkner is one of the Republicans running to replace Governor Gavin Newsom in the state's recall election. The former San Diego mayor wants to eliminate state tax on income below $50,000, or $100,000 for joint filers. Days after Newsom proposed sending $600 checks to middle-class Californians, Faulkner visited the Bay Area on Wednesday to pitch his plan. We need to do more than simply send people a one-time check. We need permanent, lasting reform. Faulkner's tax cuts would be a pricey commitment, costing the state $15 billion annually. And Faulkner did not offer specific programs he'd like to cut should the state face a revenue shortfall in future years. For the California Report, I'm Guy Marzarati. Let's turn to the pandemic. Governor Newsom says the state's mask mandate will likely change around June 15th, the date he's targeting to reopen the state. Speaking at a news conference yesterday in Monterey, the governor said there will likely still be rules in place for indoors. We will be updating our mask guidelines, outdoor masking, if we reach that threshold where we hope to be. In fact, we'll be eliminating those mandates. There'll be guidelines and recommendations, but for indoor activities. Newsom says he hopes those indoor rules will be able to be lifted sooner rather than later as well. Hospital care at home is nothing new for patients with low-level health needs. But since the pandemic, a growing number of health care providers, including California giant Kaiser Permanente, are offering people with more serious health conditions hospital-level treatment in the comfort of their homes. Stephanie O'Neill reports. Pandemic isolation finally got to Janet Yetinikian, her husband, and two teenage kids late last year. So in December, when friends invited the Glendale family to join an afternoon barbecue, they eagerly accepted. We just go, okay, we've been home all this time, you know, let's just go a few hours and come back. The day after the gathering, the host came down with fever. A test confirmed COVID-19. Within two weeks, Janet's husband and kids got mild cases of the disease, while her blood oxygen plummeted to dangerously low levels. And a few days later, I had to go to the hospital. 
Treatment included an IV drip of the antiviral drug remdesivir and constant monitoring, things normally done in a hospital. So it surprised Janet when her doctor at Adventist Health offered to move all her care home to be monitored virtually. It was even better than the hospital. Um, (laughs) They're constantly reaching out. It's time for you to do your vitals. It's time for you to take your medications. Doctors and nurses at a command center nearly 200 miles away managed Janet's care as part of a new federal effort aimed at freeing up hospital beds during public health emergencies. Under the model, about 60 illnesses, including COVID-19, qualify for home treatment. So heart failure, pneumonia, skin infections, those are all patient populations we can safely care for in the home. Dr. Margaret Paulson leads the Mayo Clinic's new home-based care program in rural Wisconsin. Paulson says once her patients understand that home care does not mean less care, they eagerly embrace it. Especially for patients who have been in the hospital a lot, to know that they can actually go home and sleep in their own bed and be with their family and have their pets by their side. It's just really reassuring. And studies suggest at-home care provides better outcomes for patients and costs less to provide than traditional inpatient care. Dr. Kavita Patel is a physician and health policy fellow at the Brookings Institution. This is actually a higher level of touch from physicians and advanced practitioners. 24-7 monitoring and regular video conferencing is augmented by twice-daily in-person visits by nurses and other health workers who provide basic care, such as antibiotics, that can't be given virtually. This isn't just sending, you know, mom or dad to the bedroom. Patel says it's the technology infrastructure that's key, including for patients, Wi-Fi phones, iPads, and wearable devices with emergency call buttons. Rafael Rakowski is co-founder of Medically Home, the tech company that supports at-home programs for the Mayo Clinic, Adventist Health, and others. Another selling point, he says, no facility transfers as patients heal. We stay with the patient until they're fully recovered, and it averages anywhere from 20 to 30 days, sometimes longer. So we substitute not just for the hospital, but for all the care that follows. Still, not every patient is a fit. They have to live within 30 minutes of emergency care. They also need high-speed internet. And, says Patel, they can't be too sick. This can't be something where it's so complicated that you are monitoring a patient worried that they could crash and need to be in the ICU within minutes. But for moderate COVID-19 and dozens of other conditions, she says, acute hospital care at home now offered in 30 states is likely to become a more common option. For the California Report, I'm Stephanie O'Neill. And finally this morning, let's consider the night sky and the beauty of darkness. On a clear evening, thousands of stars can be visible to the naked eye. But light pollution from cities and towns can overwhelm the grandeur of the heavens and make the night sky look kind of dull and washed out. Well, some places are fighting back. The San Diego County mountain town of Julian has just been certified as an official dark sky community by the International Dark Sky Network. That means Julian has put in place measures to cut down its light pollution, like promoting the use of special bulbs and light timers to reduce needlessly harsh glare. Julian is only the 13th community to get the official dark sky designation and the second in California. The other is nearby Borrego Springs. Support for the California Report comes from Blue Shield of California 
closing the health care gap since 1939. Learn more about their commitment to quality and fair health care for every Californian at news.blueshieldca.com. Hint, fruit-infused water in over 25 flavors like watermelon, pineapple, and blackberry. No sweeteners, no calories, in stores or delivered from drinkhint.com. And Eric and Wendy Schmidt through the Schmidt Family Foundation, working together to create a just world where all people have access to renewable energy, clean air and water, and healthy food. On the web at theschmidt.org. And that is the California Report for this Thursday, May 13th. We're a production of KQED Public Radio. I'm Saul Gonzalez. Thank you so much for listening and have a great day. The Nevada County Coronavirus Dashboard reports four new cases today for a total of 4,747. 121 cases are active, six are listed as hospitalized. Everyone 16 and older is now eligible to receive the vaccine in Nevada County. Appointments can be made online at myturn.ca.gov. Walk-ins are welcome at some clinics. According to the Union of Grass Valley, authorities say they've identified the person found dead yesterday near Brunswick Road. The body of William Reig, 48, was publicly identified this morning by the Nevada County Coroner's Office, putting an end to a police search for Reig that started on May 7th. No cause of death has been determined, as authorities are awaiting the official results of an autopsy that could take up to several weeks, this according to Grass Valley Police Captain Steve Johnson. The death has been classified as suspicious, although there are no obvious signs of foul play, Johnson added. And taking a look at regional weather, for Nevada City and Grass Valley, tonight, clear with a low around 57 degrees. Friday will be sunny with a high near 82. And for Truckee and Lake Tahoe, tonight, mostly clear with a low around 39. Friday will be sunny with a high near 73. And for Sacramento and Woodland, tonight, mostly clear with a low around 55. Friday will be sunny with a high near 88. Next, let's listen to Hospitality House's Needs of the Week, followed by Bravehearts. This week, we'll hear the story of Sumner, a man who is unable to cope with society and lives in the woods instead. Hi, I'm Christina Apkarian, Marketing and Development Specialist at Hospitality House. Hospitality House is a year-round emergency homeless shelter for the general homeless community in Nevada County. Hospitality House is now having a May Match Challenge until May 21st. All gifts will be matched dollar for dollar up to $25,000 thanks to an anonymous donor. Last year, Hospitality House served 639 individuals, housed 234 people, and served 70,000 892 meals. If you give today, your contribution will be doubled since $1 provides one hot and healthy meal. During the main match, your $1 will provide two meals. To double your gift today, donate through hashelter.org or call 530-615-0852. 
Thank you. Now on to the needs of the shelter for this week are PPE masks and gloves, blankets, twin size, new pillows, bottled water, toilet paper, paper towel, shampoo and conditioner, full size, men and women's t-shirts, men and women's tank tops, all sizes, men and women's shorts, all sizes, men underwear briefs or boxers, sizes small, medium, and large, women's underwear sizes small, medium, and large, women's jeans sizes 5 to 8, women's casual summer dresses, women's tennis shoes sizes 7 to 9, men's tennis shoes sizes 10 to 12. Please drop off urgent items or mail them to Utah's Place located in Brunswick Basin past the DMV at 1262 Sutton Way in Grass Valley. For a tax receipt, please ring the doorbell and wait for someone to come outside to assist you. We greatly appreciate the community's help. In the words of Utah Phillips, if we all stick together, we'll all get what we need. Thank you. Welcome to this edition of Bravehearts, where we hope to increase your awareness and understanding of what homelessness looks like and some of the many organizations working on solutions to improve the homeless crisis. We are your hosts, William Wallace and Betty Louise, and these are the Bravehearts. You will now hear from Sumner Stewart. He is a wise young man who has quite a fascinating perspective and story. Enjoy. I ended up here the way anyone does. I mean, as like an act of inspiration. Everyone comes here, everyone experiences uh, what they will. And so it's been a journey. I mean, when I was a child growing up, I had a deep compassion for the you know the abandoned places uh, deep compassion for for the lost for the unrecognized for for people on the streets and so i would see someone i would see struggling isn't the right word it it denotes ignorance oftentimes and i saw intelligent people hurting and i had compassion for them and so i don't know if my my becoming houseless is really an act of desperation or if it's an act of loving the people that I saw and joining them in their life because the people that I saw that were hurt or beleaguered or just responding to their own human spirit and in their own human need I shared compassion with them and so now that's me. It gets scarier and scarier seeing the way that the world goes. Not the way of my own personal life, not, you know, of course those things have, you know, the misery or the commiseration, but what's become scary to me is that nearly everyone I know has housing insecurity, which is an insecurity of land, it's an insecurity of privacy, it's an insecurity of hope, it's an 
insecurity of food and because if you don't have the land then you can't grow the food well if you have to go to the market to get the food it's it's a lot of insecurity and so I'm grateful I, I ended up here because I have gratitude and uh, and that gratitude carries me how and long it, have you been living this way? The I've been I have been living homeless for I would say all of my life, which is silly because it, it comes down to the metaphor of where was my home? Was my home where my heart was, and where was my heart? And the house that I grew up in didn't always have my heart. It didn't always have my best interests, and because of a traumatic brain injury that I suffered, I couldn't recognize the emotions and therefore the heart of the people around me. We communicate through our body and our brain facilitates the understanding of those those cues, those signals. And my brain, with the injury that I have, didn't help with that. And so my entire life I have not had home because my entire life I have not identified with some of the most characteristic emotions that are held within the body. But the being without a roof over my head or, you know, stucco walls, um, being without a roof over my head has been about a four-year period. And I'm wondering whether being out in nature is allowing you to tune into what's right for you and be able to connect with good people. My being out in nature has helped me connect, but it hasn't helped me really connect with people. My being out in nature has helped me connect with nature, and that's a very different, it's a very different substance. It's a very different form. It never rests, but it's always resting. It never sleeps, but it's always sleeping, and whatever I know about it, it knows about me. And so I live by that, I live by that restriction. Being homeless, being linked to not connecting with people is is pretty real. Being that I can't recognize facial expressions, I don't connect with people ever. Thank you for joining us today. Our hope is this segment has opened your heart and mind. Be well and be kind. This project was made possible with support from California Humanities a nonprofit partner of the National Endowment for the Humanities. Please visit calhum.org. And now, Molly Fisk. Molly Fisk, Observations from a Working Poet. For about two weeks every spring, my part of the world becomes fluffy. This may not be a strictly scientific term to describe foothill riparian habitat, so if you're a field biologist or some kind of arbor professional, please forgive me. But visually, through the eyes of poets, painters, and schoolchildren, everything looks fluffy. The bare branches of fruit trees have already blossomed and leafed out. The oaks, blue, black valley, etc., all turned their startling neon green and then moved into a full summer hue that's darker and more dignified. Now the last deciduous leaves have appeared and are in a pale, transitional state, 
cottonwoods, maples, little leaf lindens, ashes and alders, a tender array of color that softens town and highway both. It won't last. Nothing lasts. But for about ten days, it's magic. There ought to be many more names for seasons than the usual four. Spring alone has at least five stages, including this one. And it would be fun to give them all names, in case Fluffy doesn't do it for you. These are the things a person might think about after a hernia operation, when she is allowed to drive again but can't walk very far yet, so tootles around in her car early on a Saturday morning, just to get out of the darn house and see what has changed while she was sleeping and eating saltines. I will not bore you with stories of bad reactions to anesthesia or hydrocodone, nor will I name the friends who saved my hide, again, because I don't want you to steal them. Someone who holds a plastic wastebasket under your chin without being asked is not for sale. Town was gorgeous. The farmers were just setting up their market, boxes of produce all over the place and trucks akimbo. No tourists on the sidewalk yet, with or without their masks. I went on a route I never take, up above Brunswick to see what all that new construction is about. You can only glimpse it from the freeway. Noting how many cars were in line at the just-completed Dutch Brothers Coffee that will likely put two local cafes out of business. Forty-three cars. Then I took the back road to our local upscale campground in case there were any airstreams I needed to oogle. Oogling airstreams I will never own and probably wouldn't like living in is my forte. They are so sleek. As opposed to, for instance, Fluffy, the state of our foliage, as I mentioned. Today, no airstreams, but a nice brown dog to whom I waved. My bandage from the operation was between me and the steering wheel, cleverly never getting caught as I turned the wheel right and then left, so I admired that dance for a moment. Heading back to the main part of town, almost finished with a cup of coffee, I passed our very old but newly remodeled hotel, the National, its balcony gleaming with new paint. That might be a good spot to write poems this summer, I said to myself, out loud. And then, I think that's enough scenery for one day. When you're an invalid and also a grown-up, and it's the weekend, nine o'clock in the morning is not too early to go home for a nap. Award-winning poet Molly Fisk writes, coaches, and teaches writing in California's Sierra Nevada foothills. You can reach her at mollyfisk.com. This program is produced at the studios of KVMR-FM, Nevada City, California. Funding is provided by Harmony Books of Downtown Nevada City and KVMR with support from the Corporation for Public Broadcasting. That's our newscast for tonight, Thursday, May 13th, 2021. For their support of Community Radio, we thank Whitewater Naturopathic Medicine. Doctors Carolyn and Gregory Weiswasser provide integrative women's and family health care, digestive analysis, hormone optimization, and more. Located on East Main Street in Grass Valley, serving Central California since 2004.
whitewaternaturopathic.com. And All Phase Heating and Air Conditioning, family owned since 1995. Reminding listeners, servicing air conditioning and filtration systems supports a longer system lifespan. South Auburn Street in Grass Valley, allphasecomfort.com. Coming up next is The Climate Report with Martin Webb, and at 7 p.m., it's Democracy Now! with Amy Goodman. Thanks again for listening. You can hear any of this again on our website, kvmr.org. I'm Claudio Mendoza. Have a great evening.